It's time! Fight fans and degenerate gamblers, welcome to the Thick Boys Fight Club, where there are only two rules. Rule number one, always talk about Thick Boys Fight Club. Rule number two, talk about Thick Boys Fight Club, even if no one wants to talk about Thick Boys Fight Club. All right. We are back once again. I'm Nick Westervelt. I'm Ty Stewart. And we're going to be doing a little recap for you guys. Blades versus Volkov. It was fight night last Saturday night. Sorry we're getting to you guys a little late. Had a little personal issues that came up in our lives. But uh, we're going to be breaking it down for you guys now, as well as we have a little news for you, like always. Uh, let's jump into the news here first. All right. Well, as we've all watched the fight card now, I found this little article here. I want to see how you feel about this. Anthony Smith just went on, basically slammed Max. Uh, I hope I say this name right. Roshkoff's <laughs> corner, who is Robert Drysdale, basically, saying that he was a little upset that, you know, the fighter was telling him he wanted to quit, and he continued to push the fighter to continue on. Right. You know, uh, my take, you're trying to get someone to do their best. And, you know, sometimes you got to push people to do something they don't want to do once in a while. Exactly, yeah. Um, I don't know. But in this particular scenario, this guy asked nine times. I didn't actually see the fight, unfortunately. So I don't know how hard he was getting worked, if there was a lot of damage being suffered. But like I said in another podcast before, is I'm all for fighters throwing in the towel if they're not really learning or benefiting anything from the match, if they're just getting worked over and there's just going to be more damage absorbed and things learned and why stay in there. Um, and at the end of the day, your job as the cornerman is also to push them, but also to protect the athlete. And if he tells you he doesn't have it in him and he doesn't believe, then why are you sending him out there? If he doesn't believe that he's going to win or thinks that he has a chance and is quitting on himself right there in the corner, he's probably not going to change his mind inside the cage either. He's just going to hang in there and try to survive. He's not really going to try to win the round. Yeah, he wasn't getting beat up or anything. He was just – he was gassed is what it was more than anything else. So, you know, it's corner went on Ariel Hawani today, basically defended himself, said what he thought, you know. He said, my fighter was just gassed. That's why he was mentally, you know, not in the fight. I thought we could get him mentally back in there. We could go out and potentially win the fight. You know, it's one of those rough things, right? How far do you push someone? I agree with what you're saying. It's, it's a UFC fight. If someone doesn't want to fight, they don't want to fight. You know, it's kind of one of those things. Risk the fighter's health going in there and getting beat the fuck up. It's kind yeah. of and let's, come on. He asked you nine times. Yeah. It, it's like, at that point, man, I get it if he says it one time and you can convince him out of it. But if he just keeps repeatedly telling you that, no, I don't have it. No, I'm not <laughs> going to win this fight. Yeah. No, I'm not. It's like, obviously... He's not, and two, it was a short notice fight, five days. Look, and it was his UFC debut. I get it, man. Let the, if the kid says he can't do it, you as the coach just accept it and then know that, hey, man, this kid isn't ready for the UFC quite yet. We'll bring him in later. Yeah, for sure. Daniel Cormier went ahead today, your boy, goes yep. up. Slammed uh, Mike Tyson and John Jones' potential coming up fight that they've been. Oh, uh, I did watch this about. little video on the Ariel Hawani morning show, right? Yeah. He said, uh, as far as he's concerned, that fight can go right into the garbage can. 
He's <laughs> right. You know, this this is a joke. This is just you know publicity stuff. Let's be real yeah, here. I agree. This fight never happens for sure. All right. Well, interesting enough, tomorrow was supposed to be the COVID nine. Sorry, the before the COVID nineteen outbreak, season four was supposed to get kicked off of the. I'm sorry, I'm like my on a blank here. Of. <laughs> Just skip it over if you don't remember, bro. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, Dana White's Contender Series was actually supposed to get kicked off tomorrow, is what okay. I'm trying to say here. Um, it was slated to be kicked off tomorrow night. It's been postponed due to the pandemic. Um, just to give you guys know, it's going to be expected to be premiered on August 4th is the new date they're giving us for the start of that. Obviously, since they're going to Fight Island and whatnot, they can't be filming anything like that. Uh, also, Khabib Nurmagomedov gave an update on his father just now, basically saying his condition is still very serious. He is COVID-19 free, so that's good news. But uh, obviously, wish them well. Gilbert Burns also made a statement today, hoping that Conor McGregor gets booted off the UFC rankings list, saying if he's retired, why is he still on that, the active roster list, and why is he still even on any type of contending list? I actually yeah. agree with him. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. The guy's a bum anyway, so why do we care? Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't go as far as to say that. I do think it can do two things, though, obviously. Like, Number one, if Connor's just bullshitting like he has before, maybe this will push him to do something if they were to remove him from the, the rankings. Number two, yeah, he should not be on the rankings if he really is retired. It will give us maybe some clarity on that. Yeah, take him off. He said he retired. Take him off the rankings. And he should be taken off the rankings because the last thing we need is for him to get an immediate title shot coming out of retirement. That's the last thing. Yeah, for needs. sure. All right, and then last but not least here, Emmett, great fight we saw. He has – it has been confirmed. He did a full – he tore his ACL completely. Also, he listed he had some other injuries, which are including a partial MCL tor tear as well, uh, a fracture of his femur. He says he has damaged his cartilage, and, of course, he has major swelling. Yeah, this is at, all after. Okay. Yeah, crazy. Crazy, yeah, crazy, guy's, a, crazy. guy's an absolute fucking savage, man. Of course. And with that, let's get it back into the fight card. Yeah, so um, we started off. The first fight of the night was uh, Jim Miller versus Roosevelt Roberts. Catch weight uh, right around 160 pounds was the uh, weigh-in. You know, what I got to say about the fight is, man, it's like we said, Jim Miller's a first-round fighter. He did get lucky that Roosevelt Roberts slipped on a kick, which made his job a lot easier. Immediately went to the ground and then just right from there, just controlled the fight and he did get reversed, but slipped that immediately into a beautiful arm bar, picture perfect, and it's all she wrote, man. That, that was all good. she wrote. I mean, obviously, you're a little upset about this one, as I told you what to pick, and you didn't listen to me. It's okay, as I gave you, you know, but once again, I'm going to go with the facts. You guys, never, ever bet on or pick a fighter who is coming off a quick turnaround. It just never seems to pan out. I would love to see a ratio on this. Uh, fans out there message me that comment me that i would love to know what it is because i can tell you what i know just off the top of my head is it never ever ever works out for them once again just you know i think maybe it's an overzealous thing that happens they get are overzealous i mean get a little um cocky in there oh i just won this is gonna be easy i mean jim miller made easy work of that dude i mean real easy 
almost had him in a choke at one point, and then boom, just falls right into an arm bar. Guy was doing the right thing to try to get out of it, but it was just too much to overcome. Yeah, it's Jim Miller's legit black belt, you know. It, it's just a bad spot for Roberts to be in. He just made a mistake, and Jim Miller capitalized on it. Yeah, for sure. All right, yeah. next up. And the next fight was uh, Bilal Muhammad versus Lyman Good. Uh, great three-round fight. You know, I got this one right, and it got this one wrong. It's just <laughs> like I said. Uh, Muhammad's just got a very high pace. He likes to bully people around. And in Good's defense, he really just started off slow. I thought he'd come out much quicker and fade later, but it was actually the other way around. He started off very slow, kind of started to get his – took over the second round, but in the third round, Muhammad just got that takedown at the end just enough to s secure that third round and get the win by United's decision. Yeah, I mean, as I just showed you those stats, um, I feel like I still picked the right guy as um, for the betting trend. Uh, one with the underdog on that one. You know, he lost. He did lose. <laughs> I would have picked him again, though, obviously, as looking at the stats that I just told you about. I mean, the stats were pretty much identically even as for our total strikes and significant strikes. Uh, the big edge there was just those takedowns at the very end. I mean, that that was the that was the winning moment of the fight for sure for Bilal Muhammad. I mean, still put up a great fight. I mean, look, watching the fight too, it was kind of like you could see that Good was so much bigger than than Bilal, which was you know, when I first saw them come out, I was starting to feel real good about that one. But eh, things happen. Yeah. It's a close and fight. Bilal Muhammad. The reasons I think he won is just. Just much more diverse in his striking and his attacks. You know, he can mix in takedowns. He was throwing head kicks, body kicks, you know, punching to the body, punching to the head, whereas Lyman Good was much more just head hunting out there. Wasn't really mixing up his combinations until late in the third round, threw a couple leg kicks here and there, but really just didn't give Bilal anything else to worry about other than the power strikes right to the face. For sure, for sure. All right. Yeah. Um, oh, and just really quickly, um, I forgot I was going to do this little thing where oh, for the yeah. winners, I'm going to pick who I think they're going to, who they should fight next. Next um, For Jim Miller really fast, I'm thinking Auburn Mercer would be a good matchup. Two guys on a winning streak. For uh, Boma Muhammad, he wants someone in the top 15, someone who's ranked. So let's give him Neil Magny. Uh, you know, just a true veteran, one of the toughest guys there who has really good cardio as well. So I think this would be a really great matchup for the two of them. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but then the next fight was Raquel Pennington um, versus Renault. And uh, our girl Pennington won. I have to say I was very surprised at how entertaining this fight was because I said I was not really that interested or excited for the fight. But Raquel and Renault just went and had a dog fight. And Pennington just looked great in the clinch, looked really strong, overpowering. And those knees were just ruthless yeah no for sure i mean it was it was as to be expected um you know renault most times though was just trying to put her against the cage and you know was trying to kind of basically stop pennington from doing whatever she wanted to do with her in that regards but pennington fought through basically worked her just like she, her plan was you know i was a little nervous when I was watching that one, obviously. We kind of thought Pennington was going to make very easy work of Renault. That wasn't really the case. She had to work for it. I mean, even had to come back from a knee right to the right to the baby maker there. That looked like it did not feel too good. <laughs> uh, 
don't know. When I was watching it, I really did think, at least by the end of the second round, that uh, Raquel Pennington just really showed how much higher or how much better of a fighter that she was. She really took over it towards this half of the second round. And I think she actually just outclassed her, just outworked her and was never put in any kind of danger and just dominated the fight from start to Yeah, finish. no, for sure. I would never say she was in danger. It was just, you know, Renal was doing anything she could just to do something with her and holding her up against the cage was the best, you know, thing she thought that she could do. It was really the only thing she could do to her, honestly. So that was really all she wrote on that one. Yep, and um, some matchups. You know, Aspen Ladd would be a great matchup for her if she wants one more fight. You know, Aspen Ladd did get injured, so this would be a nice – they both have about the same turnaround time. Otherwise, maybe, you know, it's thin out there. Why not just throw her to Amanda Nunes if she's looking for a quick fight? <laughs> yeah, well, let's see yeah. on that one. If I was your manager, I would tell you do not do that. Yeah, I would not do that. Of, uh, selling sure. pay-per-views for Amanda Nunes. It's <laughs> like, I think she's pretty much the only one left out there. Yeah. And she has a household name, so it might sell some pay-per-views for sure. Yeah. Um, and then in the next fight, we have my boy Josh Emmett versus Burgos. Um, fight of the night, like I said, it would like that was my call for fight of the night, and it was amazing fight. Like Nick said, tore his ACL right off the bat in the first minute. But dude, this was on. It was a great fight from start to finish. And I think the main thing that really separated the two, like I said it would be, was the power of Josh Emmett. It's just every punch he threw, he was going for the knockout. And you could just tell that Burgos was feeling all those shots. And in the third round, he dropped them twice. I think it was 1-1 going into third. One judge scored a 10-8 in the third round for Emmett. So he did work. Yeah, no, it was a it was an excellent fight. Um, it was fight of the night for the UFC, so they both got a fifty thousand dollar bonus for that fight. You know, not without a course for Emmett there getting pretty severely hurt. We'll have to see what his turnaround time is coming off of that injury. And yeah, that was basically the main thing here was I don't know what Burgos. You know, Burgos just thought he had that one hit, and that was his game plan the whole entire fight was I just got to get one hit and I got to make it count. You know. Um, my God, though, I mean, what a great fight it was, obviously. I mean, these guys were banging on each other. Yep. No one went down. I mean, Burgos went down, obviously, in that last round. But, I mean, my God, I haven't had a good dog fight like that all year yet. I mean, as far as guys not going down and coming back and whatnot, I wouldn't really say I would call it fight of the year like they were saying at the end of the fight. I thought we definitely have had some better ones this year. But without a doubt, it was definitely lived up to the hype that we all thought it would, for sure. Yeah, it was nothing anyone could complain about. You know, takedowns were minimal for all the for all the fans who just want to watch a stand-up battle. And it's just, to me, it was crazy that I watched him hurt his knee. I thought to myself, he's probably torn his ACL. Because when you see someone all of a sudden just pull their leg up and grab their knee like that, it's usually, it probably was already injured. And then it was just the last straw just popped. Yeah. The fact that he fought through that is incredible. And honestly, I'd hate to see what would have happened to Burgos if he hadn't hurt his knee. How much more yeah, power would have sure. been behind those punches? How much his his movement was great. What would it have been like on a healthy knee? You know what I mean? Yeah. Crazy. Oh, for sure. Crazy. For sure. Um, for Emmett, you know, I think he needs a big name, big fight. He deserves it. He's been in the UFC for a long time, been one of the premier gatekeepers. I was thinking maybe Zabit or Calvin Qatar. Though either one of those two guys would be a barred burner. Um, Qatar 
would probably be the better just watching two guys stand stand and bang. But if he wants to prove that he should get a title shot, Zabit would definitely be the one. Yeah, for sure. I doubt that Zabit would take that fight, though. I don't think so either. Yeah. And then All last right. but not least, yeah, yeah. Bruce Blades versus Alexander Volkov. Main event of the night. And uh, it went just the way Blade said it was going to go, you know? Uh, takedown after takedown. The guy is definitely a true wrestler. I mean, he did just like what he said. I can't stay there. Starting in the third round, though. Got a little nervous there when I saw him sitting on the stool in between rounds. I mean, that dude was huffing and puffing away. Was definitely, definitely, I think, in the future, he needs to work on his cardio a little bit if he's going to fight this style that he thinks he's going to fight at. I mean, that's, there's no doubt about it. The only reason I say that is, yes, he went all five rounds without a problem for sure, but it was Volkov, not a big-name heavyweight guy that I feel would definitely give him way more of a problem and easy would not be as nearly as easy to take down like that. I mean, you think he's going to take Derek Lewis down like that time after time? I doubt it. He'll get Derek Lewis down like once, right? I mean, for sure. You'll get him down in the rounds, but, I mean, that's a lot of man to be carrying around like that. You're going to pull Stipe down like that? Never going to happen. You know what I mean? So, for sure. Yeah. No, look, Blades look great out there. Um, he did fade a little bit in the fourth and the fifth round, but I think as he's now going to be more consistently training for five-round fights, his cardio will improve as his career goes on. But it was just a clinic out there. You know, he made it look easy like we said he would. Volkov is really got to – I don't know what he's got to do, but he's got to – he's got to get some training partners in there and really learn some wrestling because this is the second time where he's almost offered no defense to a takedown, just gets dominated on the ground. The only thing that was stopping him from getting work is the fact that he's so tall and that at least he could get his guard that Blaze was so far away from him in the guard that it was hard for him to really rain down punches and do the ground and pound that we've seen Blades do to other fighters. Yeah. But great fight overall, you know, for Blazes, you know, it's just putting a stamp on the division that he's easily top five, if not top. If he's not number two, if he's not number three or four, he's at least number five in the division. Oh, yeah. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Um, and just names that we were just bringing up that he should fight. The one was Derek Lewis that came to my mind right away. Yeah. And that's who the two of them should be going at. I think so, I, too. Yeah. Because it's, it's really hard, right, for this guy. He's already lost in Ghana twice. Everyone already considers him the heavyweight champion of the future. He's got to really start wrecking some people if he wants another shot at that guy. For sure. For sure. All right. Well, excellent. Uh, another great show here for you guys. Sorry we're a little rushed today. Uh, yeah, a little you know, short and sweet for you. A little you know? short and sweet, yeah. But we'll be back with you guys here in a couple of days for sure with our picks for the upcoming Dustin Poirier fight. We are extremely excited for that versus Dan Hooker. Cannot wait for that one. Got some other big names on that card as well. That we'll be breaking it all down for you guys Wednesday night. We'll be right back at you with another show. And we'll see you guys then. Oh, yeah. And just really quick, really fast. Uh, I forgot almost to say what our – so I went four and five, four yeah. out of five. Nick went three out of five. Nick is 18 and 17. I'm 17 and 18 in overall picks just so that we keep the scores updated and everything. There we go. Very good. Yeah, Nick's why still in the lead, man. man. <laughs> <laughs> You're still right, winning, guys. bro. I still going to catch up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much. We'll be back with you guys here, not tomorrow night, but the night after. Yeah, Peace. looking forward to it. Peace. All right.